702. Masterclass. Our masterclass for today, we are exploring the Older Persons Act. And our guest for today, Mudidima Manya, who is a legal expert and an attorney at MP Manya Incorporated, will also, uh, in the conversation, be joined by Rudolf K., National Coordinator of the South African Older Persons Forum. Mudidima, I trust this is a better line? Yes, I can hear you well. Oh, much better. All right. So um, the question I was asking, which you said we need to take a step back, is who qualifies as an older person in terms of this act? Yes, I wanted to point out that there's a statute which specifically deals with the issues of older persons. Mm. But that statute also derives from Chapter 2 of our Constitution, which is the Bill of Rights. Mm. And then you will find other related legislation. But to answer specifically your question, the act says an older person is, in the case of a male, a person who is 65 years of age or older, and in the case of a female, a person who is 60 years of age or older. Why is why does it differentiate between male and females? Um, it, it sounds a little bit backwards to me. It is backwards, but, you know, it's, it's based on our, you know, backward conception of the relationship between male and female, mm. you know. Mm. Uh, it, it really has got no justification other than our traditional way of looking at males having to be older than women. Yes. You know, you find this in a, in a normal relationship and people say, how can Rilebuhile date a younger man, a man who's younger than him? You know, that type of uh, uh, bigotry that we have lived with yes. over many years. Yes, yes, yes. But there, there isn't any substantive basis, especially in terms of our constitution, why we should discriminate in terms of age between males and females. Mm-hmm. Okay, so when it comes to the act, what was the intended pur- purpose of this act? The, the, the real purpose... Uh, as the act itself says, was to deal with the pride of older persons, uh, you know, by ensuring their proper protection. Mm. Obviously, one of the things that older persons, you know, when, when, when you, as you grow older, the roles are reversed, you know? Yes. Uh, at the moment, you are the mother, you are the carer. Yes. And then 30 years, 40 years later, you need care yourself and protection. Mm. So the, the act was intended specifically to deal with the actual protection of uh, older persons. What would, can you maybe name a scenario prior to this act, which is from 2006, what were the scenarios that would, came, that, that would come up or could come up that this act then was actually needed to deal with those cases? Okay, maybe let, let me uh, 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 put it this way. Mm. With the advent of the constitution, there was a need to realize the rights of older persons, mm. you know, to bodily and integrity, to health, to equality, and to support generally, mm. you know, mm. because they are like children, uh, because children need that type of special protection. Mm. So the, the Act seeks to give that special protection. We know, uh, not only before the Act, but even as we speak now, that older persons get abused, they get beaten up, yes. they get deprived of food, you know, they are ill-treated, they are kicked out of their houses and all those kind of things. Yes. But we also know that other than that, there are older persons who are just unable to look after themselves. Mm. 
mm. and they become the responsibility of the state. So the Act also makes provision for those facilities which take care of the older person. Mm. But we also know that in those facilities as well, there's abuse. You know, yes. so older people are like children, vulnerable, a vulnerable category of our society. So the whole aim is to create a protective system for them. Yes. And I think I think you've explained it beautifully um, for those that might be wondering, why would the basic human rights not be covering all these things that you're mentioning? Because all the things that you mentioned um, would be a discrimination against them as human beings beyond being older mm. persons. But obviously, them being vulnerable, like children, for example, um, need those special things um, in place. I'd like to just bring for now into the conversation Rudolf K, National Coordinator of the South African Older Persons Forum. Rudolf, thank you so, so much for joining us for this conversation. And I'd like to, you know, just start by asking, why was your forum required, you know, for you as the national coordinator, we've got an act in place and we have those that need to obviously be implementing the law. Hi, hello, and hello also to your listeners. The forum, the South African Older Persons Forum, was established as a joint venture by the Department of Social Development and the Human Rights Commission. This, <clears throat> excuse me, following public hearings yes. that was held by the um, Human Rights Commission um, in 2000 and 2002, I mm. believe, mm. where all the persons were given the opportunity to voice their um, vo- voice their concerns, voice their struggles, voice their challenges. Yes. And uh, uh, following this, a national convention was was uh, um, held. Um, international convention where all the persons felt they wanted a platform yes. from where they can speak, mm. from where their voices can be heard. So the forum really is is the voice of older people. It's the, a platform where all the persons can have their voices heard. Yes, yes. So, Mudidima, just in terms of the kind of cases and, and things that you have dealt with, which... Um, infringements, if I could call it that, are the most commonly um, experienced by older persons in this country. I mean, I would assume that abuse of older persons is quite a big one. Yes, and and, and when we talk about abuse, not just physical, Mm. but emotional abuse as well. Mm. I mean, you've got, let, let me put it this way, one of the very common things that are prevalent in our society Remember, these older persons are those who qualify for state assistance under the Social Assistance Act. Yes. So they get uh, 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 this stipend every month, you know. And some of them, by the way, they get robbed of this money by Mm. the people that live with them, you know. Their own Um, children, their own grandchildren. Their own children, their own grandchildren. Now, you can imagine a 70-year-old who's no longer you know, very fit. She can't, or he can't defend himself. Mm. Um, they get threatened, which becomes then emotional, it becomes physical, but they also get deprived. And in the process, they also be, they get deprived of food. So the, the, the level of abuse is a bit intricate mm. uh, in those. But you also have instances, and I think some of them have been rep- repeated in the, in the, in the media. Uh, we have a number of organizations that supposedly care for the agents, you mm. know, 
And in those, in some of those institutions, you find similar things that happen in the homes. Mm. You know. Mm. Now, remember, one of the critical things that is important for older people is their ability to to maintain their physical and and sensory and intellectual intellectual uh, capability and functionality. You know. Yes. Now, these people often need assistance. So you can imagine if somebody who needs to be assisted, for instance, just to take a walk as part of an exercise, yes. you know, and to say, and my child, can you walk me there? And I say, go and stand up and walk on your own. Yes. You know, yes. these are the type of realities that older people face in their homes or in wherever they are. We also look, see in the streets, you see these um, little devils uh, uh, that rob old people Yes, yes. Uh, on the road. I mean, it's, 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 uh, yeah. So the, the level of abuse is quite serious and significant. Yes. With, even with this law, and this law might be good, but this law alone is not a solution. The solution is also a societal issue. Yes, just in general, in terms of our attitude and our approach to older persons. Um, now, Rudolph, I mean, Mudidima is mentioning situations which I'm sure many people observe in their homes where now the grandmother or the elderly person, they're not respected because not only are they not financially contributing to the household, but they also now are unable to do much for themselves. And now I'm just speaking in general about elder persons uh, who can't work. I'm not even touching on those who might be suffering from things like Alzheimer's or not even being able to walk. Um, what other types of abuses do you think we need to be aware of, Rudolf, that we kind of are desensitized to as society because it just happens and it is what it is? Well, before, before answering that question, I just want to comment on the extent of abuse mm. in this country. Yes. Now, this question is, uh, is, is part of us many, many times. The fact is, this type of abuse is terribly unreported. Mm. It's also, the, the police also don't keep accurate statistics yes. on cases of abuse. The only information that we have to, to work with is that which is given by the Department of Social Development. Yes. But you must also remember, all the persons, especially those that live within their communities, with their families or with their relatives, are usually reluctant to report mm. abuse because, for one, they're sometimes financially dependent on on. On, on their children or on their relatives yes. for fear of, of, of being subjected to further abuse, for fear of being left alone, for sec- fear of secondary trauma. So there's many re- reasons why these types of abuse um, or, or this type of abuse is never reported. And, and to, to answer your question, yes, there is physical abuse. There is the issue of physical abuse, but then there's the issue of financial abuse. Mm. And in our country, this is, is, is quite prevalent. Where all the persons um, you spoke about, um, some older persons living with relatives that have no income. In many cases, the older person is the only one getting a social grant, mm. and that places a target on their head. Um, uh, that places a target on their backs. With, uh, in, in some cases, with children, uh, um, you know, abuse the fact that that they 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 uh, they go go or their grandpa gets that grant, mm. um, 
and they take their money. So that type of financial abuse, situations where, and you know, it's shocking, but this is this, this has been reported many, many times. It's, it's especially, person, especially, and sorry to cut you off, the, Rudolph. I'm thinking about the yeah. situations where it's almost like that older person is being kept there just for their their um their money that they are getting or their grants or whatever the case may be, but they are completely neglected and just shoved in a back room somewhere, not being fed, and that person is unable to physically care for themselves. Absolutely. We, we, uh, about two weeks ago, just as an example, we had a case reported to us of an older person in the housing area um, that lives with her grandchildren. The children ref- takes her sasa card, draws her money, and refuses to let her go out of the house. They're basically imprisoning her mm. in her own house. Mm. Mm. And you know, there, there is a, in that is there's another very worrying thing that we've seen reported many, many times. Mm. Is where ch- um, where uh, children move into the home of the older person, mm. um, and sometimes convinces them to sign over power of attorney and sign over ownership of the home, and mm. then following that in many instances, put the, put the older person out on the street or put them in a back, um, back room or in a, in, a, in a windy house at the back. That happens more often than people actually realize. So, Rudolf and uh, Modidima, we're going to continue this conversation in a moment. I'm already seeing the questions uh, coming through in the comments on Twitter. You can head over there, the WhatsApp line 0727021702, and you can also give us a call 0118830702 if you are an older person that is listening. And this is according to the Act: a female of over 60 years, a male of over 65 years, and you are experiencing challenges and would like to ask for advice or or um. Uh, share questions with our guests even if you'd like to do so anonymously please come through it's just after 2 30. 702 masterclass in our masterclass for today we've been discussing um exploring the older persons act we have our guest mudidi mamanya legal expert and an attorney at mp manya incorporated as well as rudolf k national coordinator of the south african older persons forum we'll take your calls on 011830702 on the whatsapp line 0727021702 um we you know before we went to eyewitness news headlines we really have been touching on how um older persons can and have been abused and um, I'd like to just invite Mudidima and Rudolf for the both of you to comment on this but we received a call, the person had asked to be completely anonymous and I think it's quite an important question and I was going to ask it a little bit differently, what happens sometimes not even sometimes, during festive season, particularly on the station, we receive so many calls from older persons who say, I'm in a retirement village, I'm in an old age home, I don't get to see my grandkids, I don't see my children, they don't visit, they don't call. And we received a call from an individual who said, look, I've got a son and they are um, under 50 and I didn't get invited to the wedding. I don't, they, they don't answer my calls. I didn't get to see the child. I'm just completely excluded. I've just been cut off. And the question they are asking is, is this abuse? Mudidima, let me start with you. From a legal perspective, is that considered abuse where a person cuts off 
their parent. Um, and obviously, we don't know the other side of the story. But according to the law, what does the law say at this stage about what would qualify as abuse? The person is financially okay. They are okay and taken care of. However, they don't have access to their own child. Well, no, from a legal point of view, that would not qualify for abuse. Remember, we also have on the other side, people have the right on who to associate with, Mm. you know. And and when you become an adult, you know, you make your own decisions. It is obviously not desirable. Surely it has got some emotional and psychological impact Mm. uh, on the parents. But I don't necessarily think you can get any legal recourse because your child doesn't want to talk to you or even uh, uh, make you see uh, the grandchild. Mm. And and are there no situations where, um, and I understand how you answered that one, are there no situations where, let's say, a, a grandparent already had access to their grandchild and then for whatever reason, it could be divorce, it could be um, a disagreement, the parent is now keeping the grandchild from a grandparent. Can they approach the courts that it is in the best interest of this child to continue to have a relationship with me as a grandparent because I've been there and now they're three, four years old. Yes, yeah, certainly. But remember, you know, there's no hard and fast rule to it. Mm. You know, uh, the the courts will always, and I think the criteria on what is in the best interest of the child is so broad, mm. you know, mm. that uh, maybe in certain instances, a grandparent can say, look, this child, uh, this grandchild having access to me is helping him or her in this way. The court will have to look at that and think about it. But I don't think as a principle you can say I have a right to have access to my grandchild. I've got you completely there. Rudolf, what are your mm-hmm. thoughts on this? Um, have you received complaints from older persons about their children cutting them off and then what is the consideration from the other side? Because now we're in a generation where we are very considerate of our mental health. We are taking active steps to cut off, whether it be family members or parents or not, should the relationship have been toxic to our own well-being. This is something that's very close to many people that work in the older person sector's hearts. Mm. And this is the neglect or forgetting about older persons. Mm. If your life is going well, you're doing well, your family is doing well, you know, it's so easy to forget the elder that has, is the sole reason that we are here. So it's societal in, in, uh, in a way, but one must also acknowledge with that there are many families that treasure they're older person. Mm. They, they treasure their grandma and they treasure their grandpa. But there are several, there, there are many other cases where are they are simply forgotten in an old age home or forgotten at their home. Mm. They don't get visited, they don't get invited. And this, this is a societal um, sign of ageism which is unfortunately prevalent not only in our societies but in societies around the world and i think a social ill that we need to stamp out with that we need to root out so so how rudolph do we deal with the the fact that you know 
somebody on the WhatsApp line is saying, maybe that person is a toxic parent. And I'm not speaking about the person that reached out to us to ask if it is abuse. But now, how do you draw that line? Because the reality is, while elder persons or older persons are a bit more frail and vulnerable. They also lived lives where they may have been abusive. They may have been many things. And sometimes a person cuts them off with them actually have not having a clue as to why they were cut off. But that person may have a very valid reason. Like actually the fact that you abused me up until I was 10 years old has traumatized me or the fact that you bullied me as a parent you seeing me as an adult living in a, a life doesn't mean that it suddenly gets wiped away. And I don't know if I'm asking this question clearly, but I find no, it such no, a such you. a gray area because while an individual is frail, there are some no, nasty, nasty older persons. The current people that are going around raping, doing all of the things that they're doing within their own families are going to become old people that somebody needs to take care of. Absolutely. And also, um, our generation of today, some of us are nice and some of us are not. And we're also going to perhaps end up over the age of 60, um, God willing, of course. Yes, I I hear you. Um, Mm. You know, to name an example, uh, elderly gentleman I visited in Hanover Park a few months ago. I was sitting down talking to him and he told me that not one of his children has ever been there to visit him. Mm. And I asked him, why do you think that is? Mm. And he said, you know what? This is all on me. Mm. So it does happen. But the only thing I can say in relation to that is maybe what Madiba said, if it's at all possible in your heart, let us forgive and forget. Hi, Rudolf. It's it's a tough, tough one because it's hard to forgive and forget if the person wants to continue with their ways and also parents maybe want to protect their children from being exposed, but definitely want to, 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 to look at. I'd like us to, um, take a call on 011 We've got Rifilwe again, Kempton Park. Hi, Rifilwe. Hi, Rewile. Thank you so much. I want to ask... So, just just to check, Rifile, you are the shadow MEC for social development. Yes, from the DA in Gauteng. Okay, go ahead. So, there's something that's not quite in the ambit of my work as a, to oversight, but I deal in Tembisa with a lot of older persons who are kicked out of homes, either by family or neighbors mm. or something. And where is my recourse? Because... When I try to help, this department will say, but this is not an oversight matter. Mm. But I know definitely the protection of all that person is being violated. Where can I go? Because even as a politician, I don't know it all. Mm. And I want to, I, I'm asking for help as well here. With, since you've got an expert. Yes. Thanks for letting me know. I'll listen on the line. Thank you so, so much, Rifilwe. Mudidima, um, how do you respond to Rifilwe's question? Yes. Uh, look, Section 26 of the Older Persons Act, and maybe let me just read it. It says any person who suspects that an older person has been abused or suffers from an abuse-related injury, must immediately notify the director general or a police officer, uh, police official of his or her suspicion. So the, the answer is simply that if you become aware that there's a form of abuse and a few abuse in its broader sense, you, you actually should report that. Mm. I think what, what uh, Mary Fuller has said, um, uh, and I think she could lead by example, by reporting these matters to the police, remember, 
the abuse of older persons is also in terms of the act and offense. Mm. Now, we all know that often our system doesn't necessarily work. We know that with gender-based violence, we Mm. know that with children, we know that with older persons. But that gives us no uh, basis to be discouraged. And I think we should pursue these matters because, for instance, if a police officer uh, does not pick up a matter of a report of an uh, older person, that person should be reported to the station commissioner or regional commissioner Mm. or the national commissioner for that matter. And these matters, and there are many other platforms, for instance, uh, the legislature um, is there, she's in the legislature, and she should raise these issues uh, in the legislature. But, you know, the the trouble we have, Kilebo Hill, is not the lack of a regulatory framework. Mm is the trouble of a society that would keep a blind eye to corruption, to abuse of children, to abuse of aged persons, you know? Because all the, most of the things that are being mentioned as examples constitute abuse. Mm. And they happen in front of our eyes, you mm. know? And mm. we basically don't enforce what the law seeks to, to achieve. But I must say that the other side of it, the, and, and this is not a legal issue, but it's a, it's a, it's a governance issue, is there's probably a problem of resourcing mm. of the implementation of a good law like this one. Mm. You know, mm. Because, for instance, um, as, as uh, my colleague said there, people fear to report. Now, the, the criminals work on the basis of fear. You know, They mm. make you scared. Mm. And once you are scared, they are able to perpetrate their crime. Now, the law is structured in such a way that whether the old person fears or doesn't fear, whoever becomes aware can report that to break that uh, fear, to break that uh, cover. I mean, if they they detaining an older person in the house and I'm aware of that, I must report that so that mm. the state can activate the act by sending a social worker which who will ultimately establish why this older person is locked indoors, then you will discover that this person's uh, Sasa cut is taken, the Social uh, Assistance Act can be activated, the Domestic Act can be, Domestic Violence Act can be activated. So there are reporting requirements in terms of the Act, but there are also enforcement mechanisms. Yes, yes. Oh, um, so, so much to get through on this conversation, um, and I'm already feeling like we are not going to have enough time, but we'll continue after this. 702 Masterclass. Seven minutes to three o'clock. We're about to wrap up our conversation. And this is the Masterclass Exploring All the Persons Act with Mudidi Mamanya, legal expert and attorney, as well as Rudolf K, national coordinator of the South African Older Persons Forum. And we've been covering quite a bit around abuse when it comes to older persons. But what I'd like to do, uh, Rudolf and Mudidima, is to actually go through some of the questions that are coming through on our WhatsApp line. Um, one says... Um, if you want to have your family around you in old age, you need to build those relationships over many years. There are reasons why some people don't want a relationship with their elderly person. And that's also just uh, resonating with somebody who said some of us are forced to cut off relationships with our parents. Another one says, 
um, how are all the pers- people supposed to live on that pathetic small amount? It's disgusting. Just another thing. Why are we not employing hundreds of people to just cut and clean up the areas, potholes? My goodness, the government can't get the basics right. Mudidima, just in terms of the law, I mean, there isn't just the part of the Older Persons Act that says people over a certain age are covered in this act to be protected, but some of them are forced out of um, their jobs and now they are are, you know, assuming that they did not plan well financially or they get a bit older and the money runs out. How how can the government take care of older persons better? Because if I recall, the pension is sitting at what, 1,800 and something? Rudolf, correct me here. Yes, 1,850, I believe. 1,850. 1,850 is somebody's groceries, trolley for for two weeks. You know, Mudidima, I don't know what your thoughts are there. Look, if if you look at the act, remember the the act makes for provision just beyond the 1,800, which is made in terms of the Social Assistance Act. Mm. But if you look at the act, there are facilities where people can be admitted to facilities, there's provision for home-based care. Mm. Generally, we will just look at the amount, and I'm not uh, expressing a view on whether it's adequate or not, Mm. but if you look at the scheme of the act, there's a whole plethora of services Mm. that are provided to to aged persons. Mm. The only thing that I think might not be properly uh, captured in the act is the the other vulnerable category in the aged, which is people with disabilities who are aged, mm. yeah, because they are even more more vulnerable. Yes. Now, now as you know, in terms of the laws, people retire at the age sixty or sixty-five. Except our uh, our, our cabinet. <laughs> yes, and, and and I think in some instances there are challenges about, as we say, financial planning. Yes. And sometimes it's not even financial planning; is that these people have carried a burden throughout their working life. They couldn't even have money to save, by yes. the way. Yes. And that is where the issue of our responsibility as their children comes in, whether mm. moral or otherwise. Mm, mm. Um, okay, and I, I would not. I would not just to respond to the first issue. And I understand. Uh, and I think Rudolph has spoken about people forgiving. Mm. I understand, and I don't necessarily think that it was right, say, for parents to have been abusive to children. Mm. But equally, it can be right for children now to be abusive to uh, uh, aged persons. I don't mm. necessarily think. Those two make it right. Completely in agreement. I want to quickly play a voice note which is uh, touching on something you just mentioned. Hi, Rilebohile Muhawia from Germiston. I've got a tenant. uh, It's an older lady. She's living with two of her grandkids. And for since um, January, they've been struggling to pay rent. I'm now stuck with this lady. uh, She's got a whole lot of furniture and stuff. Um, I've asked them to look for. A, I've asked the children to look for a place for her. Is there any recourse that maybe her children could be or should be held liable for this uh, old lady? Oh, and that's a, quite an important one. Mudidima, can you very quickly answer that question? I see we have run out of time. Yes, they they can be held. I mean, I, when you say children, I don't know whether he's talking about adult adult children. children. Yes, yes. Yeah, but if it's adult children, yes, they they should actually be held uh, responsible. Mm. They can't hide behind the old lady. They are in beneficial occupation themselves. 
All right, Modidima and Rudolf, I'm going to have to leave it there. Unfortunately, we've run out of time, but what I will commit to is us revisiting this because so many of your questions were unanswered. Thank you so much to both our guests.